Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brighton Krumah. Reverend Brighton Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Why don't you stand to your feet for a moment and let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful and thankful for keeping us, for preserving us. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord, that you have favored us. You have selected us and you have kept us. You have preserved us. We thank you for the many miracles for the many blessings. We thank you, Lord, for the many doors that you open into our lives. And we thank you for the many other doors that you close in our lives. We are grateful, Lord, for the dark days and for the light days. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you sit on top of your enemy? In 2019, the enemy is being crushed. I said the enemy is being crushed. The enemy will not make any attempt to follow you again. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Well, today I want to share a simple message with you. And it's a message that I call, Have a Grateful Heart. Have a Grateful Heart. Amen. Have a Grateful Heart. And indeed, God has been good to us. God has really been good to us. God has kept us throughout the year, 52 weeks, 52 Sundays, 52 Mondays, 52 Tuesdays. Throughout the week, God keeps us and continues to keep us week by week. Hallelujah. Now, I believe that the year has been full of experiences. The year 2020 has been full of experiences. There were days in the year that you were sad. And I believe there were other days in the year that you were happy. Amen. Isn't that so? Yeah, but the days that you cried and the days that you were happy or the days that you laughed are all days that God made. Do you realize that? They are all days that God made. But no matter what or how you felt on any of these days, no matter how you felt, whether you felt sad, whether you felt happy, God expects you to have a grateful heart. No matter how you felt, God is expecting that you will have a grateful heart. Amen. Now, not giving thanks, not giving thanks, or not having a grateful heart in the eyes of God is sinful. God considered or considers it as sin when you don't have a grateful heart in any condition or in any circumstances. God wants you to give thanks always in all things. God expects you to give thanks. Hallelujah. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, the Bible says, In everything, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. And then it says, 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning the people who are happy. Concerning the people who all things went well. Concerning you. And you and I know that there were times that things did not go well. You and I know that even now there is something that is not going well. Hallelujah. Now you realize that the scripture is not saying that all things are good. The scripture is not saying all things are going well. But it's saying everything, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Hallelujah. Now not everything has made you laugh. And not everything has made you happy. Not everything has been pleasant. But God is expecting that you give thanks in everything. God is saying in everything, give thanks. In everything, have a grateful heart. Amen. Amen. The NIV says in every circumstances, in every circumstances or in all circumstances, in all circumstances, give thanks. Give thanks in every situation. Hallelujah. If you read the message version, it says, if you read from verse 16, it says, be cheerful no matter what. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I'm reading the Bible. It says, be cheerful no matter what. No matter what. That means that being cheerful is an attitude that you have to develop. It means that situations cannot make you cheerful. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because you know, you and I know that there are certain situations that are not cheerful situations. But that should not determine your disposition. That should not determine how you present yourself. The Bible is saying, be cheerful always, no matter what is happening. No matter what is happening, be cheerful. Hallelujah. Then he says, pray all the time. Thank God, no matter what happens. <laughs> Amen. Thank God, no matter what happens. Now, you know there are some things that are difficult to even open your mouth to say thank you. It will not even come across your mind to thank God. And you feel awkward to say thank you. But the Bible says, thank God, no matter what happens. And then it says, this is the way God wants you, who belong to Christ Jesus, to live. So do you belong to Christ Jesus? Are you, uh, are you a Christian? Then the Bible is saying, no matter what happens, you must thank God. Hallelujah. And I'm sure that God knows very much. God is very much aware that not every circumstances or not every circumstance is pleasant. God is very much aware. But he's saying that one of the surest way that you will know that you are in his will, one of the surest way to know that you are walking in the will of God is to thank him no matter what is happening. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank him no matter what is happening. To thank him in every situation. To thank him in every condition. 
Hallelujah. Because he says something in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. He says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Do you love God? Do you love God? I can't hear you. Do you love God? Yes. It says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. Not your purpose. His purpose. If God has called you according to his purpose, then no matter what is happening in your life, it is working for your good. Hallelujah. It is working for your good. Amen. Amen. So a situation may be unpleasant to you today, but God has to allow that situation, that unpleasant situation, to happen because he needs that to happen so he can work out something good for you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? If the road is blocked here, you see, if I'm going in this direction and this is blocked here, the only reason why I will not go forward and then to make a left or a right turn is because of this block road. So sometimes when God wants you to take a certain direction, he has to block a certain place to make you turn right. Now when you come to that situation where there is a block, you feel there's a stumbling block. God will erect what looked in your eyes as a stumbling block, but his intention is for you to make a right turn. Hallelujah. His intention is for you to make a right turn. Amen. Sometimes when you are driving on a highway, you get to a place and then they say they are diverting the road. And you are so angry. You are so angry. But you realize that they will never block the road when the road is good ahead. The only time they block the road is when the safety ahead is not pleasant, it's not good. When there's risk of, or a danger ahead, that is when they block the road. Amen. So God needs, God needs these situations. He needs these conditions together. He says all things, all things. He makes them, he works all things together to work out something good for you. Hallelujah. So if God does not allow you to lose that job, you will never look for this great offer that is ahead over there. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You would have stayed on that job for a long time where there is no promotion, but suddenly that door is blocked and you feel that something terrible has happened to you, then you lift up your eyes and you realize that this new door, because you now are applying for something else. Now, if God does not block this door, you will never look to offer even to apply for the other place. So sometimes you are experiencing certain hardships at a job. And then you are looking at moving on or doing this or going here. Make that decision. God intends that that difficulty that you are experiencing, he intends that it should work something for your good. Hallelujah. 
And he wants you to stop that disposition of why me? Why me? Why is this happening to me? Why this difficulty? Why are all these things? But he says be cheerful and give him thanks because he wants to work out something good for you. He intends to work out something good for you. He said, yes, it looks like it's a very difficult situation, but I need that. If I don't bring that difficult situation, you will never move on. You will not move on. Amen. Amen. If that young man who promised to marry you didn't disappoint you, if he didn't disappoint you, you see, you wouldn't have had this husband that you now describe as the greatest blessing that ever happened to you. But the day the young guy said that we are no more together, you say, oh Lord, why me? As for me, nothing good happens to me. Something great has happened to you. Something great has just happened to you. When the young man opened his mouth and said, we are no more together, God was opening a great door for you for what you describe today as the greatest blessing that ever happened to me. So he says, in all things, in all things, give him thanks. In all things, give him thanks. Hallelujah. In all things. Amen. Sometimes, the best things that ever happened to you were the things that made you cry. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Sometimes the best things that ever happened in your life were the things that made you cry. But at the time that it happened, you cried. So God is saying, even in that situation, give thanks. Hallelujah. Give thanks. Some of your best opportunities perhaps made you cry. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, thank God no matter what happens. Thank God no matter what happens. Because you don't know how that is going to work together for your good. You don't know. You don't know. It is not you that works things for your good. It is not you. God is the one that works things and he says, Whatever is happening, he's working it out for your good. Amen. 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 You see, when you see a child playing, when you see a child playing happily with a kitchen knife, and then you see the child running around, and running around, and flashing the knife, and going back and forth, what would you do? You will run to take the knife out of the child's hand. And when you do that, what do you think the child is going to do? What do you think the child is going to do? The child is going to do, the child is going to say, thank you, mom. Thank you, dad, for taking this knife from my hand. Thank, what do you think the child is going to do? The child is going to cry. Why is the child going to cry? Because he was so happy with the knife. He was playing with the knife. But you saw that if you don't take that knife away from the child, what is going to happen to the child? child is going to get hurt. Now, do you take the knife out of the child's hands out of hatred? Do you hate the child so much that when she or he is happy with something, you take it out of the hand? But that child doesn't know. And so that child feels that something great has been taken from me. 
that child lose. Why this mother? Why this father? Why do you take this from me? And the child sees you as a wicked father or a wicked mother. And sometimes we feel like God doesn't care about us because he has taken this thing that we were so happy with from us. But because he's a child, he doesn't understand. And because you are also a child that does not see the end from the beginning, you do not understand. But the one that sees the end from the beginning, you see, you have seen how knife hurts people. You have seen how fire burns. And so when the child is playing with it, you have seen an end of this before. That is why you take it from the child. So the God that sees the end from the beginning, sometimes he takes certain things from you. Just so it will work together for your own good. Just so it will work together for your own good. Hallelujah. And he says, when you don't give thanks, he considered it a very sinful state. When you don't give thanks. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. He says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. You see, I'm showing you how serious it is when you don't have a grateful heart, when you are not thankful. He says, know this also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. You know people who don't have natural affection? Are you sure? <laughs> Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, Fierce, despises of those that are good. Do you understand? People who hate Christians. People who accuse pastors. These are the list. Traitors. Amen. Hardy. High-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such from such people, from such activities, from such characteristics, the Bible says, turn away. Turn away. Now, I want you to see how God places unthankful people, unthankful people in the category of serious sinners. How God, when God is listing serious sinners as people who have who do not have natural affection, people who are traitors, when God is talking about blasphemous and proud people and accusers, the list includes people who are unthankful. Amen. And the Bible says from such, turn away, turn away from such. I don't think you consider yourself a blasphemer or a traitor. You don't consider yourself someone who has no natural affection 
You don't consider yourself incontinent. <laughs> you don't consider yourself disobedient. But your being unthankful places you in this category. Hallelujah. Being unthankful categorizes you in this group of traders, of accusers, of unthankful people. Hallelujah. So learn to be thankful to God in every circumstance. In all situations, learn to be thankful. Both in the things that make you cry and the things that make you sad and the things that make you happy and the things that are pleasant, learn to be thankful. Develop develop the habit of being thankful. Develop the habit of always saying, thank you, God. Thank you for allowing this to happen to me. Be in that habit. He says you have to be cheerful always. Cheerful at all times. And no matter what is happening to you. Hallelujah. So when you were a child, for instance, you realized that your parents would take you to school. How many of you remember the day that your parents took you to school? I remember the day my parents took me to school. I was a little boy. And they left me in the school. And they all went home. With my things. <laughs> For a little boy to be in a boarding school. I'm talking about a little boy. A little boy who could not even wash his clothes. Can't do anything. Can't do anything for himself. And they left me in that school. And we had these nannies that took care of us. And I cried the whole day. They could not do anything to stop me from crying. And I felt that my parents hate me the most. I felt they were wicked. How could they leave me here? And they all drove home and they went home. As if I don't belong. I'm not part of the family. You know, now today I turn around. Because you see, you are laughing at me. But you, when they took me to school, you also cried. You also cried. You cried. You cried. Your nose was running. You cried. They could not even wipe your face. Because they were tired of wiping your face. The next day, when I woke up in the morning, on the bed, there were beds that... To, and little boy have to climb on the top of the bed to sleep. And when I woke up, I realized I'm somewhere else. I was not, I started crying again. I remember very well. Amen. So he took you to school and you were also crying. But it gets to a point, you see, because you didn't understand. It was painful for them. As I'm talking to them later as an adult, it was painful for them to leave me there. They went back home very sad, worried about me. It was not means of, you can call. There were no cell phones. You can call to check on your son. 
You have to send a telegram if you want to find out what was going on with your son. So you see, sometimes God is taking something from you and it's paining him. It's, 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 he knows how it is affecting you. But he says, if I don't take this, I cannot work this thing for his good. If I don't remove this, I cannot work this thing for his good. And then he gets to a point where now the same school that they took you that you were crying, you are angry that they are not taking you quickly and they are making you late. Because now you understand that it's working together for your good. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because now you understand. By the time that you didn't understand, you thought that something wicked was being done to you. All things work together for our good. Amen. Is somebody understanding my word this evening? You see, when you are cooking, you know, you put a lot of ingredients in the food. Have you cooked before? You put a lot of ingredients in the food. You know, now some of these ingredients, sometimes there are some of them that even before you can put in the food, you can taste it, you can eat it. Such as the meat that you have fried or the chicken that you have prepared that is also going inside the soup. You can eat that. But there are other ingredients. There are other ingredients. They don't taste well. There are other ingredients, you can't eat them all by themselves. They have bitter taste. You can't eat garlic alone. You can't chew garlic alone. You can't chew the pepper alone. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You try that. You try and eat. You say it's going to the same thing. It's all the food. So you can eat this one and then eat this one and eat this one separately and try and see. It doesn't work like that. But when you put the ones that taste nice, the ones that are sweet, the ones that is hot, you put them all together and you mix them and you put them all together, you see that it comes out to be something great that is so tasty. You realize that the bitter one, the hot one, the sweet one, the one that doesn't taste nice, the one that is garlicky, the one that is onion, the one that is unpleasant smell, when you put them all together in the right proportion, the outcome is something that is so good. All things must go in. All things, the good and the bad, they must go in. If you want something good to eat, they must all go in to produce something that is tasty to produce something that is good. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Amen. You know, sometimes when you are in a situation and something is happening, you don't feel that God is with you. You feel like God has left you. You feel like your prayers are not being answered. But look at the scripture in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2. In the book of Deuteronomy, it says, And thou shalt remember. Can I see verse 1, please? What does it say? It says, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall be observed to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. 
Hallelujah. To go in to possess the land which your God, the Lord your God, swore unto your fathers. So God is leading these people to a great land. A land that flows with milk and honey. Now look, verse 2 says, And thou shalt remember all the way, all the way which the Lord thy God led thee. God is leading you. All the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years. Where? In the wilderness. And God is leading you. In the wilderness. Now when you are in the wilderness, you don't feel like God is leading you. When you are in the wilderness, you see, you don't anticipate that God will lead you through wilderness. But to the promised land, to get to the promised land, there is a wilderness that God has to pass through. There is a wilderness that God has to take you through. When you get in the wilderness, God wants you to remember to thank him. Because where he's taking you is a goodly land. But the goodly land has a path that goes through wilderness. But when you are in the wilderness, you feel like God is not with you. Now, sometimes when you are in the wilderness, there is something so precious to God that he wants to teach you. And until he's able to teach you those things, until he's able to assure that you have these qualities, he will circulate you in the wilderness. He will keep you in the wilderness. As long as the mother loves the child, he will hold the knife from the child. He will continue to hold the knife from the child until the child comes to a stage where he understands the danger of handling knives. Until the child comes to understand how to hold knife in a way that it will not hurt you, the mother will always keep the knives away from the child. Hallelujah. So look, it says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. In the wilderness. To do what? One, to humble thee. To humble thee. So it's so precious. Where God is taking you, he needs that character. He needs you to be humble. And until he knows you are humble, he will circulate you in that wilderness. He will hold that thing from you until he sees that there's humility in you. Because God does not want to resist you. He says when that humility is lacking in you, he resists you. And he doesn't want ever to put you in a position where he will resist you. So if he has to take that from you to build humility in you, he will take that from you. He sees you crying, but he will take it from you. You see the child crying, but you hold a knife from the child. Until the child knows that knives are dangerous. And until God knows that you have humility, he will continue to keep you in the wilderness. So he says to to humble thee, number one. And number two, you see, there are, there are certain things. You see, sometimes, you know, your salvation is precious to the Lord so much. He says that there is nothing in this world that you can give 
in exchange for your soul. So you want certain things in the world and God is not giving them to you because it is not worth your soul. And he knows that when you have that thing, you will lose your soul. You can easily exchange this thing for your soul. So the scripture says, he says, and to prove thee, number two, to prove thee, to try you, to know what is really in your heart. To know what is in your heart. Whether you will keep his commandments or not. Whether your soul will continue to be saved or not. Whether you will disobey him or not. Whether you will continue to believe in him or not. So he will keep you. He will take you through the wilderness. Yes, God is leading you. Yes, his plan is to bring you to a goodly land. Yes, his plan is to bring you to this good place. But he has to take you through this process. To prove you. To know what is in your heart. Because a lot of us, we have a different predisposition when we need something from God. It is not difficult for God to give to you. What is God's problem is what that thing will do to you. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we don't see people when they have goodly jobs. But sometimes you lose, the day you lose your job, you'll be in church. Do you understand? And so sometimes God will keep you losing your job. He will keep you losing your job because he wants you. He wants you to learn these things. He wants you first to hear these things. He wants you to be taught these things. And when you know these things and you understand these things, then he opens the door for you. He says to know what is in your heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandment or no. Amen. Amen. And he humbled thee. And suffered thee to hunger. And when you are in a situation like that, you don't feel that God is with you. That you are in a situation where what you will eat is a problem. But God is doing that for your own good. For your own good. To humble thee and suffer thee to hunger. And feed thee with manna which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know. That, number three, that ye might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, when I'm taking you through the wilderness, my purpose is to have these things in you. When I am holding this from you, when you are hungry, when you are in a situation when you are crying, when you feel like I am in a place where God is not with me, remember that the purpose, the reason, is to teach you these things. By his plans. He says he has plans for you, plans concerning you. They are good and not of evil. 
His end is a great expectation. The end where he wants to bring you is a great expectation. So he says, when he is in this situation, when you are in this situation, have a grateful heart. Have a grateful disposition. Hallelujah. Let your heart be thankful. Consider that God is always with you and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the humility through this experience. Thank you, Lord, that through this you have caused me to know you more. Because of this situation, you have made me pray even more. Thank you that because of this situation, I've gotten so close to you. Thank you that because of this situation, I wake up and I read my scriptures. Thank you that because of this situation, I understand the preaching more. Some of you this morning, you understand what I'm preaching more because of some situation that you are in right now. Some problem that you are going through right now. You understand it more today. And that God will do that for the love that he has for you. Amen. 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 His love for you has plans that are good and not of evil. To do you good. To bring you to a goodly land. Hallelujah. This is my short message that I want to share with you today. I am praying that we will have a grateful heart towards God. Why don't you stand to your feet and let's bring the message to an end. Father, we are grateful and we are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you have allowed in our lives. What we consider as the good and what we consider as bad. Father, even there are situations that we consider as good, but in your eyes they are not good. Lord, we are grateful that we have a God that leads us, a God that directs us. And you say, as long as we love you, as long as we have called you our God, you will make all things work together for our good. The difficult situations, the hard times, the times that we have cried, the things that have made us sad, and the things that have made us happy, the pleasant and unpleasant situations, the difficult things, the things that pose as mountains, and the things that appear as valley, and the plain lands. You say they are all working together for our good. We thank you, Lord. Forgive us. In the times that we have not been thankful. Lord, do not brand us and do not categorize us with the traitors. Don't categorize us with proud people. Lord, it is because of our poor understanding of your ways. For you say your ways, they are not our ways. Lord, give us open eyes that we will understand your ways. In the name of Jesus. When you are leading us, Lord, open our eyes and give us the heart of gratitude. Give us grateful hearts that we will continue to thank you when you are leading us through the wilderness in the times that we cry on our pillows, in the times that we have shed tears. Lord, may we rise up to say thank you. Thank you for bringing this crying situation in our lives. Thank you for bringing this sorrowful situation in our lives. We are grateful, Lord, and we are thankful in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, this is the last Sunday of the year 2019. 
God has been grateful to you. He has kept you. And I believe he has kept you for a good reason. Some of you, he is keeping you because he loves you so much. And he has given you his son, Jesus. And he knows that you have not received him. And he knows that if you were to call you before the year 2020, 2019 ended, you will perish. But he says he loves you so much that he gave you his only begotten son. That if only you can believe in him and welcome him into your life and receive him as your savior, you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. You are here this afternoon. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my savior. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus. This is the last Sunday and I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, I want to say this prayer with you. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here who wants to receive Jesus on this last Sunday of the year? You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I am giving my life to Jesus. I want to walk with him. I want this God to lead me. I want to be a child of God. I don't want to go to hell. Even a seven-year-old, four-year-old does not want to go to hell and understands that. Beloved, do not leave this place without receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. There's a reason and a purpose why God has kept you to this day. Is there anyone here like that? You are hearing yourself and saying, this is my chance. A voice is telling you, this is your chance. This is your chance. Lift up your hand. That is you. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? I feel there's someone here. You hear a voice is telling you, give your life to Christ. I don't know why, but you need to do that today. Today. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life. There is one person here. You want to give your life to Jesus. Is that you? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Jesus is here to save. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come forward. Let me pray with you. Take a bold step. Take a bold step. Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender it all to you. I give it all to you. Lord Jesus, I come before you just as I am. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I acknowledge that you are the child, your son of God. I acknowledge that you died for my sins. I acknowledge that you rose again on the third day. 
again. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. From today, from today, I will serve you. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will follow you. I'll give it all up. I'll give it all up. And I'll follow you. And I'll follow you. Now repeat this. Say, Satan. Satan. I have made a decision. I have made a decision. I have chosen Jesus. I have chosen Jesus. I have chosen Jesus. I, chosen Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will, Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I will follow he, Jesus. Is he is my Lord. He is my stepper. He, he is my master. He is my savior. Thank you, Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Father, look upon your handmaiden, O oh God. Let there be a hedge around Jesus her. Name. Build a hedge around her. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We seal the hedge. In the name of and Jesus. may the hedge never be broken. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May she remain in the hedge. Amen. Her going out and her coming in. Jesus may you go name. with her. May you Amen. come with her. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.